What is good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We're going to talk about something fun today. By fun, I mean failure. Who knew that failure could be fun? But we're going to talk about it today and break it down. We're coming off actually a three-day Pursue Your Dream Challenge. It's been epic. While we did keep time, (laughs) which was an hour for each session, I did stay on and opened it for conversation and coaching, and it was wild. Sometimes we stayed for a whole extra hour and a half. So, so powerful. The revelation, the transformation, the heart shifting that was happening. Absolutely amazing. So if you are not in Courage Co., this challenge was entirely free, and you're able to be a part of these challenges. So I recommend getting in there www.courageco.org. Get in there. We do prayer calls every other Wednesday morning. We have monthly master classes, challenges, and guest interviews, all for free. And if you want the replays of those and the notes and to go a little bit deeper, there also is the Courage Co. Masterclass. That's a monthly subscription, totally worth it so that you can access that material all the time. And if you can't join us live, you don't have to freak out. You can get that information and really dig in and replay it and take notes and digest it and ask questions about it and really get so much value. So the Masterclass is another option as well. It's called the Courage Co. Masterclass. You'll see it, www.courageco.org. And if you want to go deeper, upcoming in March, we're opening the God's Vibes Mastermind again. So that is where you can get for sure one-on-one coaching with me. You can go through a program that will absolutely change your life and transform everything about it, I promise you. So that is something to look forward to as well, but you can find out all about all of that inside Courage Co. Let's talk about failure. Let's do it. We were talking about this a lot throughout the challenge because failure, sometimes we turn into a life sentence. You know, there was supposed to be just a lesson that came from failure and then suddenly it became a life sentence. It became our life and a reason why we're stuck or why what we desire is not possible, why our dreams will never happen. So we did actually talk a lot about why dreams can be so hard, (laughs) why our failures often stop us from going after our dreams, and then how to really activate the version of you that goes after them and getting clear on what it is that you want and why that you want it. Because when you have a strong why, you can endure almost any how. I for sure know this to be true. So let's talk a little bit about it. Now, whatever failure currently means to you, a lot of times this is we set out to do something and it didn't evolve the way we expected. We invested a lot of time, energy, emotion, resource, life, years, you know, and then it didn't work, you know, whether that was a relationship, whether that was a career. We felt like we poured in so much And then it didn't work. That might be the story that we tell ourselves, right? It was a failure somehow. Or we were really training hard for some sort of competition or some sort of outcome and we didn't meet the mark. We failed, right? But that doesn't mean that you are a failure or that your life is a failure. But sometimes we take on that identity without realizing it. So the first thing to really understand or let hit your spirit today is that life isn't happening to you. It is happening for you. Life isn't happening to you. It is happening for you. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) I'll backpedal for a second. Hear me out. There's been I will be one of the first to tell you there's been a lot of traumatic things that have happened to me. There's been a lot of disappointments and discouragements I didn't think I would recover from. There's been a lot of pain and grief that I didn't know that I could get back up from, right? There's been some things that are debilitating. So to hear something like, oh yeah, that was happening for you, I would be like, what? (laughs) I might have some words to say back, right? So I hear you. And this is not 
Pollyanna-style teaching, okay? And this is not like, yeah, just, you know, pretend like it's good and keep it moving. Not, not that at all. There's no pretending about this. But if you are willing to believe that even that, even that is working for you, it will allow you the opportunity to get closure and to not get stuck in something that's meant to be a lesson, not a life, okay? So an example of this, I went through, many years ago now, I went through a breakup that was heart-wrenching, literally like broke my heart in so many pieces. I did not know how I was going to recover from that, zero idea. And I couldn't, apart from God, actually. This is actually what led me (laughs) to God. I didn't have a relationship with God like I do now, then. I didn't have one. I didn't even know if it was possible to have one. But this breakup shattered my heart in so many pieces. And the revelation that I got was that my heart had to be broken in so many pieces so that God could literally take that one out and put a new one in. So that breakup gave me an entirely new operating system. I got a new heart after that. It gave me the opportunity to finally heal so that I wouldn't have to limp through life anymore. But I wanted to make this person my enemy. I wanted to play the victim. I wanted to understand all the reasons why I had every right to feel upset and be angry and be so bitter and resentful and ruminate on why it happened that way, why it played out that way, why did I attract this, why, 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 right? Wrong question. (laughs) But I wanted to sit in that for a while. But as I started processing that and healing from that, one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time, what I started to learn was this heart-wrenching relationship actually led me to God. I would not have the relationship that I have with God today if it weren't for that relationship. So I can't hate the person and I can't hate the relationship because it led me to the greatest relationship of my life. And it gave me my life back because I was willing to believe or willing to even explore that even that was working for me. Now, this was a relationship. I was in a relationship with somebody that had narcissistic personality disorder. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that meant. But I knew what I was experiencing. And it was the most terrifying thing ever, right? When you're looking at somebody and you feel zero connection, it's like looking into a black hole or when somebody can love you one minute and do some of the most awful things the next minute, or when you're learning about all of these patterns and behaviors and you're reading about it on the internet and it matches your relationship, it's you don't even have a grid for what that means. And there's not a whole lot of people that can hold space for that and help you process that and walk through that. And it was awful. But it led me to serve in a recovery ministry for for many years to finally heal. It allowed me to have a relationship with God that I wouldn't otherwise have. So rather than obsessing over why that was awful and why did it happen, just by being willing to see it differently, I found so much value and I was actually grateful. Really, really interesting. Another challenge that I have for you when you're facing failure is entertaining the thought that even your worst day could be your best day. Make your worst day your best day. Now, I have an example of this. There's a woman, a Shiro man, this woman. She is in the military. She had a daughter that was diagnosed with cancer. And when she was three, she had to allow her daughter to transition in her own home. She lost her daughter. And there's no pain, right? Like losing a daughter. There's no way that anyone can understand that unless you walk through that. And she took this question and said that her worst day, losing her daughter, 
how might that day have also been her best day? She did this exercise. She took that question and she found out that that was actually one of her best days because she was so grateful to have been able to have had those three years with her daughter. She would do it all over again, right? To have collected all of the smiles, all of the personality, all of the life that her three-year-old daughter had. She would do that all over again or to be able to have created an environment that allowed her daughter to transition peacefully. She was so grateful for hospice and all of the care that was there and that this daughter taught her so much in only a few short years and was her greatest gift. That was the best thing that she could have offered her daughter. And it was this stunning story, this absolutely amazing testimony. And now she has adopted a couple of more daughters and the love that she's able to pour into them is absolutely unmatched. It's insane. And she's still serving in the ministry and the way that she's able to walk with people through their grief journeys and has turned this into so much power in her life is epic. Epic. Such a beautiful soul, right? So I just want to encourage you, if you've been dealing with any sort of failure, this could be relational, this could be business, this could be loss, this could be so many things. But if you are dealing with that, entertain these two questions or these two thoughts even. What if my worst day was actually my best day. What if? Just be willing to think about that for a second. What if life is happening for me, not to me? This creates space for us to see things differently, to access wisdom, to access lessons, to access gold, to not just allow things to happen to us, but be an active creator and facilitator in our life versus just letting life happen to us. Really, really powerful. Okay, so there's that. How about that for a way to start the episode today, huh? (laughs) Side note, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, this is a sincere ask that you would do that. If you are listening, it is one of the ways that I know that you're here and it means the world to be able to connect with you. And if you leave, if you review it, if you leave a comment, if you subscribe, that's also how this podcast gets into more hearts, is able to share more upliftment. And I just would love for you to be a part of that. So if you would take 60 seconds and subscribe, leave a review. I also will give you a free gift if you go to julianapage.com, go under the podcast page after you've done that, and I will send you the God's Vibes Matter devotional for free. So thank you. Fun little side note, but that would mean the world. Thank you so, so much. So great thoughts, great perspectives. And I just wanted to share that when we go through failure, often what happens is we start shutting down, we start putting up walls, which are just internal blocks that we have. We create resistance, whether it's limiting beliefs, doubt, fear, insecurity, assumptions, expectations. We build fascinating walls, right, that we can't get through. And we We make them. They're all of our own making. We're the ones that are always in the way, right? It's often not things that are outside of us, but one of the things that we start mastering or getting caught up in when we have failure is the tyranny of how. The tyranny of how. What we start doing is we cut off emotion. We don't want to feel things. We want to avoid being embarrassed, being ashamed, failing, right? We don't want to feel like a failure, so we do everything to self-protect and everything to stay busy to make sure that we don't have to feel uncomfortable. Yes, humans, right? We're such interesting creatures. So here's the thing. The tyranny of how is always about doing. Doing, 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 do, 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 right? We always have to have a strategy. We always have to have something that we're going after. But when we have this tyranny of how, often what's happening when we have that is that we are dealing with not knowing how. Like, how is this going to happen? How is this going to work? How am I going to figure it out? When we are in that space, what we're doing is we start to feel uncertain, which produces doubt, fear, and anxiety. So it's never the place to start. Okay? Hear me out. Your beliefs have nothing to do with your reality. 
They're conditioned patterns that are inside of you. A belief is just a thought that you keep thinking, which is good news because you can change it, right? But often we are not trained to decide who we're going to be, what we're going to believe, how we're going to show up. We're just told what to do. And we just focus on how to do things and how to get things done. So we become doers and we're human beings. And there's no amount of doing that can fix wrong being. Okay, so think about this in terms of energy, right? Your thoughts are energy. They're a vibration that's vibrating in your brain. Your emotions are energy. It's a rhythm. It's a vibration. Often you can feel this moving through your body if you allow yourself to feel, right? What is going on in your heart, right? Frustration, anxiety, resentment, right? Whatever is in your heart has a vibration too. You are energy in motion, all right? So the energy that you bring to things is everything, but we're not trained to manage that. We're not trained to be aware of it. We're not trained to create it. We're not trained to utilize it. We're not trained to support ourselves and help ourselves show up and activate all of the potential that's inside of us. We're just trained to do things. That doesn't make us very effective. That makes us busy and it leads to burnout. Being excellent and effective is quite different. But no wonder we keep stacking failures because we're not clear on what we're setting out to do. (laughs) We're not clear on who we're being as we're doing things, right? Think about it this way. If you're full of fear and thinking all these thoughts about how things aren't going to work and, you know, getting caught up in all sorts of anxiety... What you're doing is going to be spastic and awkward and probably create some really weird outcomes that you don't want to create. You might even make some messes that you have to clean up. You might have consequences that you don't want. When, if you're clear, if you're creative, if you're focused, if you have vision, right, then you have joy and excitement and anticipation. You show up very different and create an entirely different outcome all from who you're being, all from who you're being. So sometimes failure happens because we're not clear on who we're being. Other times failure happens because we weren't clear on our vision. And if you don't know why, if you don't know where you're going, why would you even have a how? Why would you even have a map? If you have nowhere to go, you don't need a map. And just doing things is never what you were designed for. The most successful people don't start with how. That's their secret. Know what you desire and why you want it. The what and the why hold all the power. Start there first. Who am I going to be? What do I desire? And why does that matter? The how will start to reveal itself. And if you don't know what you desire, you can get to it by asking, if you weren't afraid, what would you like to do with your life? If you weren't afraid. If nothing were blocking you, if you didn't have the resistance, what would you do with your life? Give yourself space to actually, for one second, even just today, even just during this podcast, to want what you want. What do you want? <laughs> Many times we, we don't know. We're so busy doing things that we don't even ask ourselves, what is it that you actually want? A leader decides what is most important and why it's important. Reasons always come first and answers come second. Why though? (laughs) Sometimes I imagine that's what our inner self sounds like. If you start with how, you'll not follow through in most cases. Because you'll bring up your doubts, your uncertainties, your fears, right? You might try something, but because you've got so much of your being full of that stuff, your energy sucks. So you'll try and it won't work and then you'll just give up. 
If you have strong enough reasons why, you'll figure out how. Often the how will even be revealed to you. So some of the things to think about, why does it matter? Why does it matter? What you desire, why does it matter? Why now? Why would you go after it now? Why is it that you must do it, that you must serve it up, that you must deliver it, that it has to come through you? Why you? And what happens or what's at stake if you don't? That usually is a huge revelation. You know, we as humans have a tendency to show up more for other people than we do for ourselves. So if you ask yourself, what's at stake if you don't show up? That usually brings more clarity for you to explore. Okay? Something that's really powerful is that when we are looking at our lives from our own perspective, we're seeing a very limited view. Always. Right? We're seeing through a lens of how we were feeling when something happened. We're seeing through a lens of the meaning that we gave that. We're seeing through hurt. We're seeing through pain, right? And that skews our vision. And beliefs are thoughts we keep thinking. In story, what we're telling ourselves, the meaning that we gave something, once those are rehearsed and stacked in our mind over and over and over again, we start to believe them as true. And we become unwilling to see things differently. And we create a pattern of failure, which could simply mean continuing to get the things that you don't want rather than the things that you do. But it's because you're so clear on what you don't want. It's because that's all you keep focusing on and you're not investing in who you are and what it is that you do desire and why you want that. You're just so clear on what you don't want that you keep bringing it back to you. It's the only thing you're clear on. And what you focus on grows more and more in your life. It's like saying, yes, please keep bringing me more of that. And unless you slow down and start doing the inner work, ultimately you will keep sabotaging yourself and attracting what you don't want. Here is another option. (laughs) Increase revelation. You are connected to God, the greatest resource that you could ever have. And he can't get any closer than living on the inside of you. How's that? Increase revelation, meaning increase your ability to receive from God. Divine wisdom, divine inspiration, a divine download, guidance. Inspiration, literally being inspired, in spirit, infused by the spirit, given life, given energy by the spirit, somewhere this idea came out of nowhere. I got this impression. I felt this intuitive hit. I got this sense. I got this knowing. Trust that. Increase your ability to receive that. Trust that. Step out on it. And once you increase revelation, it brings increase. It brings expansion. It brings breakthrough. It brings acceleration, it brings favor, it brings increase. Proverbs 2.6 says, Wisdom is a gift from a generous God, and every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a fountain of understanding within you. Right? Yes, please. Wisdom is a gift. What do you do with a gift? You receive it. But how are you going to receive it if you're so busy doing? How are you going to do anything but keep experiencing what you don't want unless you get still to know what it is that you do want? Another one, Proverbs 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the most valuable commodity, so buy it. (laughs) Revelation knowledge is what you need, so invest in it. How many of us can honestly say that we're doing that, that we're pursuing wisdom, that we're pursuing revelation, right? We are going to have limiting beliefs come up. That's just part of 
being a human and, and living life, right? But when they do come up, what we're not taught to do is annihilate them. Sometimes we just sit and let them bully us. But that's not what we're here to do. We're actually here to annihilate fear. Past couple episodes, we talked about fear and having a battle plan against it. And your life will 100% change when you start getting over your fears and getting rid of your limiting beliefs. Now, I was working on this Pursue Your Dream Challenge. There's often some common beliefs that come up when we are thinking about pursuing a dream or stepping out in the world. And one of them is, I don't have anything to share. And what I would have to say, what I would say to that, I'll just trump all of these for you. When people say they don't have anything to share, your mess is usually your message. (laughs) Your mess is your message. People want to hear from real people. And your mess is often your message. The wisdom that you glean from that, how you overcame that failure, how you really extrapolated the gold from what you walked through, how you can spare somebody pain. Your mess is your message, right? Or I don't have anything to share or that people would want or that people would buy or whatever you might think, right? Your problem though, when you solve it, becomes a great tool to help other people. What problems have you solved? What have you overcome? What giants have you slayed, right? Tons of things, probably, that you can help people do. No one will want to listen to me, though. I don't, I'm not like an authority. Well, people don't actually want to learn from like professors or in a classroom or from phonies on the internet, right? They want to learn from people who've lived through it and can accelerate their journey. You have something to share. When you share also what you're passionate about, you're just sharing what you know works and what people will be blessed to receive. And it actually is just sharing passion. So powerful. So something to know when you have failure is that when you change your story, you change your life. So failure doesn't have to be your life. It doesn't have to be your identity. And you can change your story around it, and that will change your life. But here's the interesting thing. Our subconscious mind, meaning we're not aware of it, it's just our patterns, our default way of showing up, what we've normalized, what's just part of our quote-unquote personality, right? That's what people will tell you. Your subconscious mind is where you follow through, okay? So I'll break this down. It's always helpful with a visual, but you basically have a body, which you experience life with. Then you have your soul, which everything happening in there is invisible. You've got your mind. You've got your will, which is your ability to assert your agency and your authority in the world, your power. You also have your emotions, okay? Lots of energy. People tend to ignore this whole inside, your soul right? You gain the world, but you lose your soul. Okay. Then you also have your spirit. And this is where you commune with God. This is where you get heavenly perspective. It is your super conscious. So your spirit connects you to super conscious. Your soul is what you are conscious of and paying attention to. Okay. And then your subconscious is how your body is currently programmed. So the key here is to be transformed by the renewing of your mind to access God's perspective, to access heavenly perspective in your spirit, which will transform your soul in your entire being, which then affects your doing. What? Really powerful. You can see why coaching is so effective. (laughs) This is what I work very, very gratefully with clients on. So beautiful. But when you change your story, so when you connect with God, what God helps you do is change your story. Then you start changing your being, right? You're transformed. Your whole being is transformed. And then you go transform your reality and how you do things. But a lot of us are just doing things in our flesh, 
in our own understanding, by force, we're trying, we're working, we're getting all worked up is what's happening there. Then we're thinking about how messy that is and getting frustrated and why is it not working and we're not even connecting to God at all. We got it backwards, okay? But when you change your story, you change your life. So a story, kind of like a belief, a belief is just the thought you keep thinking, a story is just an accumulation of beliefs. But if you keep telling this story over and over and over to yourself, it develops a stronghold, meaning it gets a strong hold on you, so much so that that's all you believe to be true. And then if you don't challenge it, that's your reality. We experience life based on what we focus on. Then we assign meaning to it and tell a story about it. Doesn't mean it's true. That's just what we do. To change your story, you have to change your energy and what you bring to life. Focus on your inputs, what you're programming yourself with, and then that'll create organically your outputs. Okay? The barrier in life is always the limiting belief or the story that we're telling ourselves. It's often never outside of ourselves. It's what we're telling ourselves. So you've got to condition a new being to experience a new reality. We're actually given the full armor of God in Ephesians, right? There's things that we can condition. There's actual things that we're told to condition. We have armor, but we have to condition it. We have to program our being, right? You can have a computer, a big, powerful machine, but if you don't know how to use it, you're not accessing all the power that's in it. Same thing with you, okay? So some of the the parts of the armor that you have, you have the sword of the spirit. So anytime you're confused, which isn't of God, Anytime you're not sure what to do, you have the sword of the spirit to cut through that fog. You also have a helmet of salvation, meaning your eternity is set. You're not left to your own defenses. You don't have to live in your flesh and your old nature, which was dying, right? You have new life. You have a shield of faith. So anytime these fiery darts of the enemy are coming at you, these lies, these fears, these insecurities, you can use your shield of faith so that they don't get inside of you. They don't get in your heart. You have shoes of peace. These are how you're meant to walk. You're meant to walk in peace. Make decisions from peace. Partner with people when you have peace. Use peace as your guide. The person with the most peace has the most power, right? You can't make sound decisions when you don't have peace. Don't walk, don't move if you don't have peace. (laughs) The breastplate of righteousness. This is your worthiness. This is your identity. You are right. Nothing missing, nothing broken. You don't have to go prove anything. And when you own that, you show up in the world very, very different. And when your identity is challenged, that's what you reinforce. The belt of truth that holds everything together. When in doubt, go get in the word and find a scripture that applies to your situation and do what it says. Declare what it says. Do what it says. If truth is a principle for your life, then build your life on it. If you want a firm foundation, build your life on truth. And prayer, prayer is the breath of life. This is what makes everything work. It's remaining in constant conversation with God, not having to do things in your own strength and your own understanding, but depending on God at all times. We love being independent, self-sufficient, you know, we love that, but that's not how you live a faith-led life at all or a spirit-driven life. So my encouragement when you feel like you have failed is be willing to see it differently. Challenge that. Did you fail or did you learn something? 
what is that now presenting an opportunity for you to see, to become, to do? And pursue God. When I look at my life story, it's really rough when only I'm looking at it. I could have every reason to have a victim story. A lot of us could, right? But when you look at your story with God in it, he changes the way you see everything. He changes the meaning that you assign to things, the lessons that you take from things, the gold in your story. He helps you recognize and use as a tool to serve other people. Sometimes we go through things to serve other people. But pursue God. Pursue God. Especially in times where you think that you've failed. Be willing to see differently and pursue God about his perspective. Your choices, your innermost thoughts and words determine what you see and experience. That's why the word says, Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Let God see your heart. Bring your heart to God. Let him help you see things differently. Let him help you see things the way he does. Let him show you what actually went down there. Let him give you a lesson that will empower you and activate you for your future rather than getting you stuck in something that happened or might hold you back from accessing the best that is yet to come. Okay? And also think about a few things. Sometimes when we've gone through some hard things, the quickest way to move through them is doing a couple of things that we'll walk through. Number one, identify your needs. Your needs in life in general will go unmet if you fail to acknowledge them. Practice asking, what is it that I need right now? When we go through failure, sometimes it's because we've ignored our needs. You know, we lose a job, but we were never actually supposed to be at that job. That place was never a place that we were supposed to go or stay. So maybe that was actually a great thing to lose that job. Maybe a congratulations is in order, not why did this happen to me? Number two, work on healing from triggers. Take inventory of your thoughts, of your feelings, of your bodily sensations. The unhealed version of you can overreact at any given moment, right? And when you're overreacting, you often assign really interesting meanings to things. Learn to soothe that little younger version of you so you can experience emotional freedom. I was talking with a girlfriend the other day and she was talking about how she was feeling a weird sensation in her stomach area and she wonders what that means. But your stomach is actually your core, right? It is your source of power that when that isn't in alignment, it throws the entire body out of alignment. So picture that for your life. When you are not trusting yourself, when you are not owning your power, when you are not speaking up and asserting your authority, you don't think you have any and you're giving it away. And that often makes you feel gross in your stomach. You actually can feel sick. Okay. So really, really interesting. Her body was giving her information. Okay. And we're always getting information all the time, but we're again trained to just keep doing things. And when we're not still, we can't access the wisdom and discover valuable, valuable information that's only here to serve us. Number three, really assess your qualities. What areas need improvement? Yes, what areas do you thrive in, but what areas need improvement? Because an honest assessment of your strengths and weaknesses will aid in your development. And it will help you see what skills am I going to go pursue? What am I going to develop? What am I going to practice? What am I going to get better at? What am I going to do less of? What am I going to do more of? Equip yourself. Empower yourself versus working against yourself. And then four, embrace all of your emotions. 
No more picking and choosing which feelings come to the surface. Instead of labeling them as good, bad, right, or wrong, or naming them, really identify how you feel and investigate what is coming up for you. We've been taught to suppress, to run from, to numb what we're feeling. But what's interesting about that is when you shut off your feeling, you shut off half your life. And if you don't feel something, not only can you not heal it, but then you can't express it and you can't experience it. So a lot of times when we shut down and we cut things off, we cut off the very things that we do want to experience, right? When we start building walls because we don't want to feel unprotected or unsafe, then we don't build trust. We don't build intimacy. We don't build the close, connected relationships that we desire. An example, right? But this is something, again, that we just keep doing things. We keep living subconsciously and just operating on default patterns rather than intentionally creating our life. And you can create your reality and you can choose the meaning you assign to things. Life isn't happening to you. It is happening for you. So, so powerful. So powerful. Listen to this. When you reach an obstacle, turn it into an opportunity. You will have the choice. You can overcome and be a winner, or you can allow it to overcome you and be a loser. The choice is yours and yours alone. Refuse to throw in the towel. Go that extra mile that failures refuse to travel. It is far better to be exhausted from success than to be rested from failure. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we shared on the Pursue Your Dream Challenge, Ecclesiastes 5, listen to this, for a dream comes with much business and painful effort and a fool's voice with many words. When you vow a vow or make a pledge to God, do not put off paying it. For God has no pleasure in fools. Those who witlessly mock him pay what you vow. There it says, a dream does come with much business and painful effort. That's true of life, right? You're going to experience pain. You're going to experience things that are uncomfortable. But who... Are you going to be no matter what? How are you going to show up no matter what? When you focus on your being and also what and why, that changes how you experience life. It keeps you in position of being an authority, of being a leader, of being a creator versus a victim, a follower a blame shifter. When you're pursuing God first, seeking wisdom as your vital necessity, meaning you need it. (laughs) Wisdom is the principal thing. It's also a gift. Wisdom was where understanding comes from. When you're given this wisdom, sure, you're going to miss the mark sometimes. You're going to fail, but you'll fail less. When you have wisdom and good understanding, when you seek God first, when you focus on your being and the life that you're bringing to things, the energy that you're bringing to things, what you are actually creating, how you are contributing, you become way more valuable and impactful. And the things that you're doing become way more effective and excellent. You're not just doing something to get it done. It's far more important about who you're being than what you're doing. And when you focus on that and take ownership of that, then the things that happen in your life, you can see them through a new lens. You have a new perspective about them and they don't have to hold you back or set you back. You can actually pull out lessons from them and use them as tools to keep building. An example There's been many women that I've talked to lately that have been seeking environments to learn, to grow. And I'm a big advocate of this. You know, if you have skills that you need to develop, you might as well get paid for it. However, they started to discover that environments that they were in were very unhealthy. 
dysfunctional, toxic. They were actually triggering them and bringing up a lot of old wounds. And often healthy environments don't do this. Healthy environments will challenge you. Usually unhealthy, dysfunctional ones will bring up trauma and trigger that, right? Usually. So what they started to realize was that they were experiencing this as an opportunity to decide, do you have to keep throwing yourself into more dysfunction to learn your lessons, or will you be bold and courageous enough to do what you know to do anyway? Because a lot of times we go into an environment to learn from someone that we think has figured it out, to glean from them, and then suddenly we'll be ready When really, is that true? Are you ready now because you have the desire? (laughs) Right? Are you going to learn through showing up and going through the process? Or do you have to endure more painful things just to prove to yourself that you're ready? Or is that only holding you back? What many of these women found, they all had a very similar journey revealing different lessons and different things, but many of what they were learning was that they're unwilling to put themselves in environments that are unhealthy and they want to build with different people and do different type of work that matters. Not work that's parading itself as one thing and is actually something else, right? But building with certain people and building things that are really aligned with their heart. And sometimes it took being in environment after environment that didn't look like that to finally be so sure that you want nothing to do with that and you want to create something totally different. Sometimes it takes failure, it takes pain to wake us up, to shake us up, to help us see things differently. It doesn't have to, but sometimes when we're so used to just forcing and pushing through life, that is what it takes. But when we cultivate a practice of pursuing God, of seeking wisdom, of paying attention to our inner life and how we're being and what we're creating and the energy that we're bringing to things, we experience a totally different life and we become way more powerful in it. And then we start to realize there's actually no such thing as failure. There's only opportunities and lessons and that's a very different experience. So I want to encourage you today. If you felt like a fe- uh, like if you felt like a failure, failure is only a feeling. It doesn't have to be your reality, it doesn't have to be your identity, and it definitely doesn't have to be your life. It is a feeling. And why do you feel that way? Well, I feel like that way because you know, I I lost another job or I had to quit again. Or I feel that way because this relationship didn't work and the last one didn't work either. I feel this way. Well, why though? What did you contribute? What did you know to do, but maybe you didn't do? What lesson is this helping you see? What is the value that that's over, that that is removed or that you lost that? What is this giving you an opportunity to now show up and be and do and have? You don't have to stop at the feeling. You can investigate it. You can be curious about it and you can unpack it. And see what it has to offer versus shoving it down, running from it, or labeling yourself because of it. So I want to encourage you to hold space for yourself. To reframe that. What if you weren't a failure? What if that were a success? What if that was actually the best thing? What if that was happening for you? What if you journaled about that? Gave yourself some space to see it differently. What might that bring up for you? And how might that radically change your world? (laughs) So much goodness there. That is what I have to say about failure. What if there was no such thing as failure? Huh, just explore, see what happens. All right, everybody, I hope this message blessed you. Make sure to subscribe so you know when new episodes are available. If you're not in Courage Co., I look forward to connecting with you in there. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? 
Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together, or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook, and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.